Shut up, shut up, shut up. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. You know, it doesn't matter if you uh, if you have a gladiator, want a gladiator, or driven driven anything by gladiators. This show's for you. Josh, Tammy, Winnie, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about more than just gladiators. Renegades. Oh. Hey, uh, it's Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about some things that we used to do, and then we couldn't do, but now we can again. It's all good. I'll tell you about a rumor that has come true, and we'll wrap up our multi-part series on how to keep the Jeep. This isn't how we met on Periscope and what we did, right? It's the, it's no, the Jeep no, related. No, okay. Hey, I'm Tony, and Josh told us how to keep your Jeeps from being stolen. Well, tonight I have one more to add that you may remember from the news uh, recently or maybe a couple of years ago. Then wait a minute, Tony. Now, before we get too much further into the show, uh, you know, I-, I was hearing some other rumors about some audio quality regarding this show. Now, one thing that we have prided ourselves over, what, 10 years or more of doing this show together is the audio quality that we produce, and we're getting complaints about it. What the F is going on? Well, I'd like to correct you. It's not audio quality. Actually, I think the audio quality has been pristine. The problem, apparently, was it was too loud. And and what do they say about things that are too loud? If it's too loud, you're (laughs) too old. That's that's right. That's right. Yeah, well, we got a a voicemail in from uh, the uh, Travis, the infamous Travis. And uh, this is from last week. I think this came in during last week's episode. Let's uh, let's go to roll that beautiful bean <laughs> footage. During the show, I like it. You're so loud. We want to have a conversation at a Zoom meeting, and we can't do it because you're so loud. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was must have been during the show. Now, now keep in mind, Travis is a, a sugar daddy, sugar mama, paid subscriber to the show. Oh, and he's, no, he can and he's complaining, as as he but he's complaining about the show being too loud because he can't have a conversation with the his fellow Zoom people in the Zoom meeting. I I can't believe that I had a good idea. You know, you remember when you and I discussed about you know, hey, should I should I go ahead and just get a uh, pay for the Zoom thing so we can have this monthly? I mean, have the weekly uh, Zoom meeting. Uh, right, a, right. I don't, no, I, I don't know that I'd spend two ninety two ninety five for that. Two dollars and ninety five cents a month for that, Tony. <laughs> no, no, that's a great, great ROI on that for sure. It, it could have gone either way. I just got lucky. So anyway, we really enjoy our Zoom people, and and they're listening to us now. But we did v- verify that the audio setting was to their liking. That's right. Before yes, we no, started we, the recording, <laughs> we do care about their feelings. <laughs> uh, it's, it's more of an appearance thing that we we have to so. <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, the American auto shows are back. Thanks to this Woo-hoo. stupid virus, 2020 was a year of cancellations. And all that cancel culture aside, the automotive world is overdue for a comeback. And to kick this off, the International Auto Show will return on April 14th, 2021 in Atlanta, Georgia. For many, the international for many the international auto show isn't really a big deal. Oh wow! I do pray a 
Yay. (laughs) For us gearheads, it's always a bit more. For instance, uh, this will become one of the few auto shows held in America since the Chicago Auto Show wrapped up in February of 2020. That's a long time to go without any new car smell. Now, that being said, hosting an auto show in a pandemic, if that's what you want to call it still, isn't business as usual, as visitors will be required to wear face masks and have their temperature taken. Thank goodness we can do that now without sticking something in an orifice anymore. Now, anybody with a reading that exceeds 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit or 38 degrees Celsius will be prohibited from entering. Those aren't the only changes, as displays will also be spaced out to allow for better social distancing among attendees. The show will also have crews in place to continually sanitize display vehicles as vendors transit in and out of them. Since most major auto shows have been postponed or canceled over the last year or more, this will be one of the few opportunities to check out the latest vehicles. In case you are wondering, yes, Stellantis will be there and in force. Jeep will be showing an assortment of new vehicles, including the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer as well, the Grand Cherokee L, Wrangler 4XE, and even the Wrangler Rubicon 392 will be in appearance. So, if you've wanted to see these vehicles in person and don't want to wait for the dealers, then Atlanta is where you're going to want to be the week of April 14th. So, Josh, uh, we've already got a a question from our Facebook Live uh, viewers. (laughs) They'd like to know if uh, (laughs) if you fixed your chair. No, no, actually, I, I didn't. I'm rolling the dice you this a, week. You got a Jeep part or a, a random Jeep part holding the no, chair No, I didn't up. even JP weld it, to be honest. Uh, it's just sort of shoved back in the hole, and, and I'm, I'm fingers crossed and hoping, hoping for the best that the weight stays more or less uh, centered over uh, uh, over everything. So uh, uh, hopefully I no more uh, rolling out of my chair this well, week. Well, I got to say I'm a little disappointed because I thought my jokes got a lot better with you falling out, your, uh, falling out no, of your chair. No, was, that, was, that was good times right there. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I thought that to myself too. I was like, "Oh, great, Tony's. This is going to go right to Tony's head." This, <laughs> this is just good podcasting. So, uh, you know, Chevy Chase made a career out of Pratt Falls. So, let's keep that in mind. So, um, you know, this COVID thing and all this sanitization and stuff, I can't help but think that we're all going to die of something else because we don't have any kind of immunity anymore. Uh, you know, staying away from people for a year, and now you can't even touch a stinking car and, and get a cold germ or anything. We're going to kill ourselves from being too concerned. Oh, I've I've been pouting uh, about it for, yeah. for decades. You know, this Purell generation that people are are raising when it's so afraid of germs, and and it's like, no, I I grew up eating mud pies. That's why I don't get sick. Like hardly ever. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, there, there's something to be said about letting the kid go out and, and you know, chew on the hose for a while or something. You know, there's nothing bad that's going to happen. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, did you remember that from a kid? They were talking about don't drink from the water hose because there's spider eggs in there and uh, all kinds of crap. Well, that they now would I don't think you can even do it in Michigan without getting like dead or something. Oh, <laughs> well, that's the lead that's in there. So, yeah. Well, anyway, I just want to say I, uh, I was sweating it a little bit because you can't be affected by all this news about the the covid stuff and not you know be a little concerned about your health because you don't know how your body's going to react to the the covid virus so what i went over to uh that lone star jeep invasion what about three four weeks ago something like that nobody had a mask on oh nobody was elbow bumping or fist bumping it was all put your hand out and shake your face and just yeah yeah. now uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was sweating a little bit, and boy, whenever Saturday came, the, it was the, the two weeks after that uh, that thing, I went, oh. well, I made it. I knew it was going to be okay. Right. 
<laughs> I knew it all along. I knew it all along. So then my wife let me in the house. So it was a, it was a good time for all. <laughs> That's, funny. That's funny. Well, this is electrifying news, and I'm all charged up over it. You'll see what I did there in a minute. Now, we mentioned it more as a, as a rumor months ago that Jeep was planning on putting charging stations off-road in certain parts of America. This was right about the time that monolith thing popped up, and I think the buzz <laughs> was more about that than anything else for a while. Well, it turns out the rumors are actually true, and Stellantis has authorized Jeep to team up with a charging station installation and management company called Electrify America. Now, the goal is to create a network of Jeep-branded electric vehicle charging stations at major trailheads around the U.S. These Jeep electric vehicle charging stations will be a welcome sign for buyers of the new Wrangler 4XE plug-in hybrid and potential future Wrangler EV owners who may not want to actually or may want to actually have the ability to enjoy them off-road, that is. Now, additionally, uh, all Jeep models will be available with some sort of electri electrification option by 2022, but I foresee that as more of hybrid options than full EVs for now, at least. The automaker will serve, these, uh, serve those customers with its new charging stations, which will be located at trails that have earned the Jeep Badge of Honor status, which will allows owners to earn rewards after traversing them. The first Jeep electric vehicle charging stations will be placed at trailheads in Moab, Utah, Big Bear, California, and the Rubicon Trail in Pollock Pines, California. In total, the automaker plans on installing 35 Level 2 chargers around the country, which will get their electricity from both solar power and the grid. Wrangler 4XE owners will be, avail will be able to charge the station at the stations for free when using Electrify America's mobile app, but the chargers are exclusively available to Jeep owners only. The chargers are even designed to look like trees and blend in with their surrounding environments with solar, solar panels up top and topographical maps on the sides. I have two badge of honor trails here near me in Oregon, so when these charging stations do finally make it to my neck of the woods, I'll be sure to check them out personally and let you guys know what I think. You get you a fake plug and put it on your XJ and uh, get, oh, a, get a picture. That is a million dollar idea <laughs> right there. Holy F. We need to get somebody on that right away, and it's got to have Jeep Talk Show branding on it. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, I may or may not have made a comment uh, on a Facebook post that showed one of these charging stations that it was uh, already tilted pretty well. That uh, I figured a winch would uh, be able to pull that over pretty easy. Just pull that right back. <laughs> we can make the rest of the way. No problem. <laughs> I drag no, that, somebody's going to try that and thing crawl down the, the back of it. Yeah, that too. I thought about that too. Of, of, oh, look at this flexing ramp. It's a Jeep flexing ramp. Oh, this is great. They they really care about us. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it, I saw a story someplace. I, I, I was thinking you might actually report on it this week. That mm -hmm. uh, Jeep was reporting uh, all vehicles will be electric, and I don't know that that's fully electric, but electric by 2024. Well, it'll be an electrification option by 2022. I don't foresee them going a uh, you know all electric uh, across. But it's just the never way. go full retard. I think is how never it goes. Go full <laughs> retard. Yeah, thank God. Good one. That's can, a can, good one. Can we still say that? I don't think we can say I, that anymore. Well, uh, we can. I, uh, you know. <laughs> so uh, this was uh, this was uh, uh, something I saw in the news that popped up, and and I remember we've actually had uh, people who have, we've interviewed and and other listeners uh, and people around the campfire side chat and stuff who have been to this event, and it's not a very old event, but it's it's gaining international attention almost, and I, I for one don't really know why because 
from what I can tell, it's not really that huge of an event. I mean, at least as far as, you know, compared against the Easter Jeep Safari or uh, even, you know, uh, something like uh, uh, King of the Hammers, you know, a race. Now, this isn't a race. Uh, it's not even really an off-road event, but it is a Jeep event. It's called Jeep the Mac, and it's back, Jack. <laughs> now, I can't, I can't think, I can't, I can't hear the word Mac, the name Mac, and not think of something back from the 90s. Oh, yeah. I put a little image in there for, our, for my uh, uh, co-host here. It's a little Mac the Knight uh, character from uh, uh, TV commercials back in the 90s. Anyways, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit trail here. The sixth annual Jeep the Mac, and it has nothing to do with Mac the Knight, uh, event returns at the end of the month for a weekend of Jeep-focused fun. The weekend of April 23rd will include a group ride across the Mackinac Bridge, which is uh, where this ah. event gets came from. There you go. Yeah. Uh, the ferry passes to Drummond Island for off-road and trail riding as well. That's optional. Uh, street cruises and lots of Jeep fun. Registration is open now on the St. Ignace Visitors Bureau website for this event, which, oddly enough, draws Jeep enthusiasts from around the Midwest and around the nation, actually, each and every year. Now, this is only its sixth year in, in uh, you know, in its existence there, Tony. Uh, but it's it gains, I mean, thousands of Jeepers come around uh, for this event to drive across this one bridge. I, I've got a city full of bridges here. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't see what the draw is, personally. I, I don't know. Maybe you can help me out. Well, uh, Drummond Island, that sounds familiar. I think uh, our, our Zoom people, uh, Chris, uh, was telling us about uh, Drummond Island in uh, one of our uh, uh, after-episode uh, chats that we have for the bonus segment. Uh -huh. I think he was saying he that's where he lost his virginity or something. I can't remember <laughs> right now. <laughs> Is that oh no! I think he was actually He's yelling uh, going at his jeeping. phone right now. Was, That's yeah. not what happened. <laughs> his wife's looking at him across the room. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, apparently that's some uh, some pretty good places to to go wheeling out there. At least that's where Chris uh, went that one time, if I'm remembering correctly, which I think I am. No, I, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I remember listeners talking about it. I remember hearing reports about Drummond Island and the wheeling there is actually pretty good. Um, they've got a fall run out there, and I guess it, it is unsurpassed in, in regards to, uh, you know, nature's beauty, as it were. Uh, that time of year specifically, I, I guess uh, it is it is quite something else to behold. So, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it offers a, a bunch of stuff different times of year for different people, but... Uh, Nonetheless, I figured I'd go ahead and talk about this little event that we've heard about here on the show before. You know, Drummond Island. I wonder if that's uh, after that uh, rich white guy that uh, adopted those two oh, black God. kids. Damn it. I, <laughs> I knew it was going to come. What was, the name? what was the name of that one? It had Dana Plato in it. Uh, and, it was uh, that. What, was what it you doing, Will? No, no, no. What you doing, uh, Willis? Oh, God. What was that? You know, they're all dead now except for uh, Todd something or another. Uh, I can't remember. The people are screaming at us. Uh, go, oh, that's a blah, blah, blah. I wanted to say good times, but it wasn't good times. It's not different facts of life. Strokes. Different, different strokes. Different strokes. Of course, yeah. So different Tuck strokes. Me a minute. That, was, that was named after uh, Mr. Drummond uh, from Different Strokes from an island. <laughs> Chris, Chris is going, no, it's not. No, oh, dude, you can't you bastard. the history of it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, which I'm sure there's a few after this week, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. It's fun doing a podcast, isn't it? You can pretty much just say whatever the hell you want to say and uh, make it facts. No FCC. That's the best part. This is, yeah, no FCC. You know, I was just thinking, this is like mainstream media. We can just make up the stuff as we go. Right. <laughs> 
You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Oh, no need to fact check that. This is a, definitely a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. And there's quite a few on the 4x4 Radio Network. If you haven't been there, you haven't checked that out, you don't know about it, well, now's the time to get all edumacated. The 4x4 Radio Network com website is a one-stop shop for all your off-road audio needs. Uh, you want something for uh, non-Jeep owners? Well, we got that there. You want something for the Jeeps, uh, Jeepers? You got Well, you got us there, too. The On the Trail podcast is there, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, the Jeep Talk Show, which I already mentioned. Sorry, not sorry. Oh, That's right. Lots of off-road times, off-road yeah. shows. It's all for free. It's all at 4x4radionetwork.com. All one word. We'll see you there. Did I mention last week that uh, Scott over there has a, a black uh, Rubicon Gladiator? I think you mentioned got, it was. You mentioned he had a Gladiator. You, I thought you mentioned it was a sport, or, or no, maybe you did, uh, it's, it's a Rubicon. Uh, yeah, it's, Rubicon. yeah, very it's, nice. So uh, he he may correct me on that, but I'm almost certain it's a, a Rubicon. But uh, yeah, he's got and this guy really really is an ass white because he has a, a, a LJ LJ is it LJ or JL. He's got an LJ, yeah, one of the TJ, the long, uh, the, yes, the, the, yes, uh, unlimited, the yeah. He's yes. got one of those. It is I the proper, he, yeah, I know. He, it is the proper color, red, which he doesn't care for. <laughs> but you know, when you have an opportunity to get an LJ, you you take it. Doesn't matter what the yeah, color is, regardless of the and, color. I'd and now painful. he has a gladiator. I mean, come on, he's 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 getting all the jeeps and he's hoarding them. This is like Jensen. Remember Jensen with all the the jeeps up in uh, Canada? Oh yeah, yeah. No, he had like thirteen of them. But this guy's got like the unicorns, though. I mean, he's yeah. he's uh you know he's got some nice jeeps going. So creme de la creme, anyway, good for him. Scott, <laughs> Scott's on. On the On the Trail podcast, you got to check it out. I know I keep talking about that. Uh, and uh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention uh, the uh, the 4x4 podcast. You need to go over there and listen to Dan and his crew talk a little bit. Uh, it, it, the, 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 the schedule might be being changed here soon. because uh, What's you know, new? Dan no, has a lot of uh, responsibilities uh, working uh, for the Army, as he likes to say, a paid killer. Uh, I just made that up. He doesn't say that. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> so go over there and check out one of those. And of course, of course, John and his crew at the center steer podcast, all lots of fun. Oh, uh, we can't forget about Cody and uh, trail chasers. Uh, Cody will go over there, uh, go over there, talk to Cody and or listen to him. And he'll tell you about putting oil in your, uh, your, your Jeep grand Cherokee. Otherwise it'll cause you to buy a Toyota. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. It, it wasn't leaking. I was so happy it wasn't leaking on oil on the ground. Lock later, locks up. Coming up in Tech Talk, Jeeps are getting stolen every day. Don't let yours be one of them. Josh has some more tips to help you keep the Jeep. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast, been a lifelong Jeeper myself, continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. Yeah. you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. All right, you rat bastards, uh, and if you don't already remember, rat bastards is anybody that listens to this uh, this show without paying for it. Because damn it, podcasts are free. Now wait a minute, that's not right. Well, <laughs> you can become a paid subscriber by going over to the Jeep Talk Show, JeepTalkShow.com website, 
then just click on that little, uh, you know, you, you can pick which one you want. Uh, you can do the, the basic, uh, which is uh, right there next to Josh's picture. You can yeah. do the uh, friends with benefits. Uh, and then, what is it, Josh? Not that kind of benefits? Is that what you always say? Not the, no, yeah, it's not that. It has uh, Tammy's picture, a.k.a. Jeep Mama. And then you can do uh, Sugar Daddy Sugar Mama, which is uh, uh, Wendy's picture. Uh, and uh, the the uh, Tammy, uh, Jeep Mama, or Wendy is uh, going to get you a uh, no longer a rat bastard honor badge. I need to put a little sticky on that. I just have to think about what that thing's called. Uh, a little sticky here that I could read. Anyway, just to update you guys, and Josh is going to chastise me, those honor badges have not gone out yet. So, but they will be. I was hoping to get them out this week. I'd been collecting addresses for everybody because I don't want to send these things and get them back. I want you guys to get them. And uh, it's, been, it's been a very slow process. I apologize. Don't worry about it. They are coming. And uh, so it looks like maybe... Uh, probably won't happen tomorrow, but it may, but perhaps this weekend. So uh, don't forget, when you get your honor badge, I definitely want to see it. I want to see it on social media. We want to see these things uh, up and being used. Uh, you can, Of course, you can stick them wherever you want to, but we no, no really... Closeted uh, rat bastard here, you know. You know, we got we got to see the see those badges. And it, prove it. Make sure it didn't happen. And of course, you can become a paid subscriber and remain a rat bastard if you like, because there are proud rat bastards out there. They they talk about that all the time. So anyway, that's coming up. Go to jeeptalkshow.com and become a paid subscriber today. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I just got to tell you a weird thing I saw on a trail ride this weekend. Uh, this guy was driving a, J, a JL, I think. No, I don't think it was. It might have been a JK, but I think it was a JL. And it was automatic, and he was stopped, but in gear, and put shifted it into four low, and the Jeep lunged and took off. And he almost hit the Jeep in front of him, probably about maybe 20, 20 feet, 30 feet in front of him. Wow. But he swerved to the right to miss the Jeep in front of him, which is kind of an instinct. And uh, he hit the soft dirt on the side of the trail and went down the mountain about maybe 30 feet till uh, a couple of small trees stopped him. Oh, that's not good. Uh, good news, nobody got hurt. Uh, his Jeep suffered some minor body damage. Oh, good. I think minor. he ripped off a fender flare and they... Uh, kind of kinked in the top of a door, which, you know, now's the time to upgrade to half doors. So I was just wondering if anybody else came across this. I always put the vehicle in neutral when I shift into low gear, and I don't think that kind of stuff matters too much with my Jeep XJ because it's analog. Even if my XJ does careen out of control, which it does often, and goes down the side of a mountain. It's a Jeep XJ. I could buy four more for the price of a pack of gum. <laughs> I'm just curious if anybody else come across this, if there's a recall or anything or anything anybody knows about. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to talk about a, an assault that happened earlier this week in my neighborhood. Yeah, the police are looking for the weapon. They found it right away. It was a briefcase. Womp, 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 womp. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. You know, a, a case like the, what the police will do, they'll open up a case, and it, it didn't it, it didn't last very long, so it was brief. brief. Yeah. I had to, I brief. Had to that one. Briefcase is, yeah. is, is how that went. <laughs> 
That's a shame about the uh, the Seriously, careening though. off of the mountain. I mean, it could have been worse. Uh, obviously, um, I, you know, there's three I, pedals down here. Which one's to break? <laughs> Holy shit! What do I do? Press them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I need to check into this, but I just looking at the 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 shifter on the Gladiator and the uh, transfer case shifter, it all looks like it's still mechanical to me. So uh, this is a really good mm-hmm. question. I'm just assuming that it still works the same way as it, it did my uh, Atlas transfer case, as it did in my NP242, that if you're going to go in four low, and correct me on this, Josh, you have to put it in neutral. You have to put the transmission in neutral uh, and let the, let the whole thing spin down for a second before you start going into four low. Yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, RTFM, uh, read the F and manual. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I don't know too many four wheel drive vehicles that, you know, you can just go right into four low, you know, without your foot on the brake or the vehicle in neutral or, you know, st- anything like that. I mean, usually, you know, I mean, coming out of it, maybe a little d- different story, but right. going into it, uh, yeah, y- y- you got to be stopped, uh, you know, everything in neutral kind of thing. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, it, maybe this was his first time. Maybe he there was some alcohol involved. I don't know. Uh, it just it just seems like an odd set of circumstances that would have led to that happening. That's a lot of uh, room too. Twenty or thirty feet yeah. behind a, behind a jeep, and it just takes off. Yeah. That's really strange. And then then not being able to stop it right away. I mean, I understand the shock and oh god, you know what's happening? Oh, and then you got to you know maybe the foot slipped and it didn't hit the brake pedal. I I don't know, man. I mean. Uh, the, a lot of circumstances here involved in this one and, and any number of things could have happened so who, who knows i mean if this was a liquor store and it was a 50 year old lady behind a, an suv <laughs> coming careening through the the liquor store uh glass doors I, it, it makes sense to me uh, oh that was on my brake pedal and it wasn't working and uh, uh so on and so forth but uh you know it, it it's it's strange I, i'm hoping that i don't see anything like this in the, the gladiator uh, I suspect I won't, but it'll be really interesting to see if we see any stories come out about this. And hopefully, it's just a uh, yeah, one-off. I mean, right now, initially, my 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 gut impression is is saying user error. Um, but I'm going to be combing the news over the next week, and sure. I'll be looking. I'll be looking for this. So, or you know, something like this, uh, and seeing that maybe if there's this could be the beginning of a of a trend of things that are happening with certain years of Jeeps. I don't know. We'll so, find out. So, Josh, do you look at any other uh, off-road vehicles, any other uh, four-wheel drive uh, trucks like uh, the, I think it's the Toyota TRD. I'm not that up on them, but I have run across uh, a video here and there where they're comparing the Toyota, uh, the, the the new Toyota truck and the Gladiator, because mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of Gladiator videos, obviously, since I don't have yeah. one yet. And right. uh, the, one of the things that I thought was just amazing, uh, it doesn't have a mechanical linkage to put it into four low or four wheel drive. It's all twisty button stuff that you have to turn and, and, and go on with. The the thing that I uh, I was surprised to find out is you, it won't go into four low. And I've heard two people talk about this. It will not go into four low unless you're on a level surface. What? Absolutely. That, that just seems counterintuitive. I mean... If it, no, because, was a, I mean, if it was a locker, it kind of makes sense, you know, but, or, or maybe, oh. no, no, not a, lock, not a locker, I'm sorry, a, uh, a automatic or a, um, not automatic, but oh, sway bar, sway disconnect. bar disconnect. Yeah, that kind of yes. okay. makes sense. That I would agree uh, agree to, absolutely. You'd actually want the vehicle to be on a level surface to uh, engage and disengage Yeah, that. it's understandable. That, that would be understandable. But, but can you uh, imagine, for, wait a minute, 
I need some help. I need to level out the vehicle. I'm stuck. I need to put in four low. Let's get the jacks over here. I got to get this Toyota truck Ser- level. Seriously, you're, you're off camber. You're in an off camber situation. You're, you I mean, need I don't know. your four low. Yeah. <laughs> is there ever a time you're on a level surface? Uh, you need your four low. I mean, the mall is usually pretty level. But I generally don't. I guess I guess when when the sky falls and a quarter inch of white stuff uh, is laying on the ground, uh, you lose your effing mind. Forget how to drive. Uh, That's I I guess that's that's what they're thinking of because that that must happen a lot more than jeeps going off road. I I would say this is a a major design flaw in the. uh, And and I apologize for not knowing the specifics on the Toyota truck. It goes goes one. It's like hearing about the Bronco. What do I care? It's not, it's not a Jeep. What do I care? So, <laughs> I mean, unless it's a 67 Bronco, then I'm interested in that. Uh, but, uh, you know. Well, uh, this might explain why Jeeps have had record sales over the last couple of years. So, <laughs> <sighs> Well, anyway, maybe you guys have heard something about the uh, the, the, the t- new Toyota trucks that uh, can't be put into four low unless you're on level ground. Front front and rear, <laughs> side to side. Let us, let us know what you've heard. Maybe you've uh, made fun of some uh, Toyota-owning friends that uh, – yeah, about this let us know all right it's time for a uh tony's gladiator update it's still not here damn it uh but it's not like i expected it to be here by this time but i will say this i am happy to report that i received an email from ben of south fork jeep uh dealership right here in manville texas uh came in last week and he told me that the my gladiator is already in the final build process, and she'd be on the train headed to Texas this week. I and, hope they forgot a weld. And I and I've already mentioned to them. I set up a pin, a pin code with them, so that Josh can't redirect this uh, gladiator to someplace else in the world. <laughs> like, namely, my driveway. That that was the intent, at least. I, well, we'll, see if. Plans are foiled. I, I figured you were uh, thinking it through and go, well, it's obviously going to, the police will come here. But if I send it to <laughs> France or someplace like that, uh, yeah, I wonder what the, they would do with a uh, gladiator in France, especially on those tight little streets. Uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, it should be, it should be headed, it should be on the train and headed here this week. I'm hoping that it's already on the train and already coming, which means the gladiator could be here in the next two weeks. It won't be. I mean, it's about it, and this is a big deal because it's about a week earlier than what uh, Ben told me that it probably would ship, was which was around April twenty eighth. So now we're looking at uh, if it could put on the train today or tomorrow, we're looking at April twenty third for it to be here. And of course, the downside to that is that's when I got to start paying for it. Yes, <laughs> the sooner it's here, the sooner you got to start paying for it. So, you know, as I mentioned, I've been watching some YouTube videos and doing some uh, uh, internet searches uh, about the Gladiator. If you, The next best thing that if you don't have your Gladiator is you can read about stuff and see the things that other people have done. And one of the things that I found out, and this kind of dovetails in with some of the Keep Your Jeep stuff that you're reporting on, Josh, yeah. uh, is, uh, and I had, not, I had not thought about this. I saw this news report a few years ago about, you know, uh, people buying these uh, devices like off of eBay where they can okay. scan for the RFID and the keyless FO, uh, key, FOB, mm-hmm. which people call FOBs. Uh, there's actually no key for the Jeep Gladiator. And uh, the, I think it's the same is true for the uh, the JL and the JT. And uh, you you literally have this big thing that looks like a, 
uh, oversized walkie-talkie with buttons on it, and it has an RFID chip in it, uh, and it will, whenever the uh, Gladiator uh, is, is sending out the information, and it ref- the, the RFID responds to it with a specific code, well, you can get these devices off of eBay that will send out that, that uh, hello, are you there message, and your uh, FOB will respond to it. People are actually going up to your the houses at night, like, you know, 3 a.m. or whatever, and, and waving this wand so that they can try to send out that signal to the, the fob that is maybe, you know, right there at your door entrance or maybe next to your bed or, nowhere, you know, no, no sign of what. And it will respond with the ID. Then they take that information, go back out to your Jeep, and then broadcast that information to the Jeep. And the Jeep will unlock the door, let you get in, press the start button, and drive away, and it will stay running because they have that information that uh, that's on your fob. So a good way, a good thing to do, and this is uh, uh, apparently many modern-day vehicles have this uh, keyless start feature now, a keyless entry. The best thing to do is to get you a Faraday pouch. And if you don't know what a Faraday is, it's uh, some guy that uh, designed this uh, Faraday cage many years ago, and it blocks all electrical signals inside. It's actually a pretty good way of uh, protecting your stuff uh, in an EMP attack. So <laughs> if you, uh, this is a good, good thing because you can put your fob in a Faraday pouch, about $15 from Amazon, and uh, your, your Jeep may not run, but your fob will be just fine if we get, get attacked from uh, anyone with an EMP attack. So, so, hey, my fob still works. Anyway, uh, this might be a good thing for you to do before your uh, Jeep or keyless fob vehicle winds up in a shipping container destined for parts unknown. So, what do you think, Josh? Uh, Are you worried about uh, anybody stealing your Jeep with uh, the RFID scanner? The alarm that I I have on my Jeep, uh, the remotes use code hopping technology. So, uh, it's it's not anything that I'm really, really all that worried about. So, um, yeah, most aftermarket alarms will will uh, will come with code hopping remotes that that uh, go through a certain set of algorithms to constantly be swapping that uh, that that code around. Um, and only the, those remotes and that brain that's installed in the vehicle know what that algorithm is, and, and they work in tandem to uh, to constantly be changing what that code is. So the frequency that is uh, that is broadcast and received is never the same twice. Uh, so that that's how the, the aftermarket gets around that code grabbing technology that's been around since the '90s. You know, I don't think they do that with the RFID technology of the new fobs. I think it's just uh, I don't think no, the, the, the RFID the, can the, change. Yeah. The RFID exchange that what you're talking about is um, is a little bit different, and that's the proximity that that allows you to just walk up to your car and it unlocks by itself uh, and get in and just be able to push a button instead of sticking a key in a hole. Um, and it, and it's it's basically that that unique uh, radio frequency um, that that makes all that happen. The problem is is that frequency never changes. Right. Uh, so this RFID uh, convenience technology is all fine and dandy, and it and it's great for you know not having to pull a key out of your pocket or pushing a button or anything like that. You know, I, I, this is what I talk about. This all this you know driver assistant technology is going to ruin you. It's going to ruin all of us because it's just it's placating to the laziness of people. Oh, it's just, just too much work for me to put this pull this thing out and push a button. So, no, it, it, it's seriously. And so it's it's uh. 
it's 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 what you get. You know, you you have this kind of technology. It doesn't go anywhere. Uh, it stays static, and well, it, it's it's going to be uh, prone to hacking and, and other things. So, no, they got good engineers at Jeep. Somebody had to have known this wasn't going to be a good thing. That uh, if you can't uh, randomize the the ID coming from the RFID chip, that it wasn't going to be. I mean, once you get that information, you have free reign for that vehicle, open drive, uh, the whole thing. Um, but uh, the thing that kind of gets me is. Well, I guess I, I, I'm asking the question. If you no longer have to stick a key in the, the ignition and start the uh, start your Jeep, are you now having a platonic relationship with your Jeep? <laughs> <laughs> you just get in, press a button. Symbiotic. And yeah, you know, symbiotic. That's a good one, especially with all this Uconnect stuff. <laughs> I had a remote. It was in my pocket. It must be molded into my hip now. These things are huge, man. It really it looks like a little walkie-talkie, the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I guess they're mm-hmm. concerned about people losing them. Uh, because it's, uh, you can even get a, uh, a color motif to go, a wrapper to go on these things, you know, it's, uh, and they make a little place in the, uh, right, right there where the cup holders are so that you can put the key fob in there so that you can forget it. That's what I thought. That's exactly <laughs> what I key, thought. You walk 20 feet away and it locks by itself. Oh crap. And the, the damn thing's so big. If you keep it in your pocket, it's like, are you happy to see me? Or is that your Jeep key fob? <laughs> Well, I forgot who the automaker is, but the uh, uh, the key is now an app that you put on your phone. It's like unique smartphone oh, security key, you know, to get in and out and start the vehicle with. And I'm like, no. That's well, <laughs> not only no, but hell no. It's kind of nice because you're not selling those $158, $200 uh, uh, key fobs. Oh, sure. Fobs. Yeah, I've replaced the key fob. You should have to replace your $1,200 phone, so... Yeah, well, well, any phone would do. I mean, but uh, I kind of like that idea. You know, in the futuristic things, nobody foresaw, or, or for, yeah, I guess that's right, foresaw that we would be using telephones, smart telephones, to do all these things that we're doing. That is so weird how that came about. I didn't, I did not see that coming. I mean, I figured they would take the the personal digital assistant type thing that they came out with first and make it where you could make phone calls on it. But I didn't think it was going to be this ubiquitous buy and sell and uh, look, look i mean i i'm rocking a galaxy s5 by cellular yeah. standards this is an ancient that's cell phone that's true ancient cell phone and this has more computing power in it in my hand than like 10 space shuttles i, I mean this this has way more computing power than than what we went to the moon with oh absolutely you, know, so, you I mean, can just, watch these days it has more computing power than those yeah, things seriously yeah, seriously. seriously. I'm not joking at all. So yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's any wonder we can even pull the show off every week. Yeah, I know. Do you know that uh, I uh, I forgot about this. We were supposed to be doing literally a lot of literallys. We're doing seriously so many. Remember the guy that complained about us saying literally so much and that and pronouncing know, it? Drinking sh- drinking game out of it, and the guy got alcohol poisoning. <laughs> 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 seriously, oh, literally. <laughs> All right, well, let's segue into uh, Josh's uh, Keep the Jeep uh, report from last week, and uh, we're going to learn a little bit more here in uh, Tech Talk. You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Now, last week, we began a two-part series entitled Keep the Jeep, with a focus on the kind of security it takes to make sure your Jeep always stays where you parked it. Nobody wants to come out and come back to where they left it, only to find that somebody has stolen the Jeep. 
Oh, been there, done that. Thankfully, it wasn't my Jeep, actually. So, to prevent you from ever experiencing that sensation, I, and trust me, you don't want to, we went over the top 10 things that will come as common sense to most of us. Now, we found out that most of us are guilty of forgetting to do one or more of the you know things on the list every now and again. No big deal, right? Until it is. On this episode, however, we were uh, we are going to get into some uh, a little bit more technical and mechanical kind of both passive and active security systems to to help you keep the Jeep. Now, before we get going, I just want to give a shout out to the listener who wrote in this last week with a suggestion for this segment, and it's a good one too. And I'd like to give them credit, but they didn't leave a name, so I can't do that. Their suggestion, however, motion lights. And lots of them. Now, I couldn't agree more, and I know Tony's on board with this one as well. Thieves actually prefer to work in the dark and and are even more deterred when they are suddenly bathed in bright light. So the more things that you can do to bring attention to or can put in the way of somebody driving away with your Jeep, the more likely that person is to go and find another victim that will be easier to plunder. One of the best things to do that with? Well, lots of light. Now, one of the most commonly recognized deterrents, however, is the red blinking light. Now, some manufacturers got cute and decided to go with programmable colors or a a blue instead of a red flashing light. In any event, a blinking red LED light on top of the door panel or in the dash somewhere is the universal sign to a thief that you have an aftermarket alarm system installed and this is not the vehicle to mess with. You don't have to spend big bucks on getting an alarm installed, however, to get this level of protection. Amazon actually sells pre-wired 12-volt flashing LEDs for about, well, about 10 bucks or so. You know, uh, if you want the fancy ones, they're about, you know, five bucks. I mean, I think you get these for about a buck a piece if you really break it down to it. Now, all you have to do is find a, a place to mount at least one where it can be seen from any angle and give it power. A more advanced install would, would use a, a relay to switch the power on when you turn the ignition off. Now, other passive-style systems would include the world-famous club. Now, everybody has seen one of those. It's a locking steering wheel brace that comes in all sorts of flavors, including one that locks the steering wheel to the brake pedal itself. Pretty cool, huh? Now, they range from about 25 to 50 bucks and are worth every penny because they do work. Now, going a step further is the infamous kill switch. Everybody's heard about these, right? It's a self-installed switch that interrupts the circuit to something like, I don't know, the fuel pump or ignition wire, you know, something like that. Simple, effective, and perfect for older Jeeps. It's up to you how and where to install it and what kind of switch you use. More advanced active systems would include something like an aftermarket alarm system. Now, these offer many benefits that the factory installed security system just plain and simply can't match. They can work in tandem with the OEM system, but in most times that gets disabled. In addition to the standard keyless entry, door trigger, and light flash features, the horn can be integrated as well as an isolated, nearly indestructible battery backup siren that can't be turned off without a key. Now, other options would include a tilt sensor. So if the Jeep were ever to be towed, for instance, the moment they try to drag it up on a trailer or lift it up with a hydraulic arm, the alarm will go off. Now, of course, most modern alarms nowadays have a smart multi-stage shock sensor in, uh, with, it, with it that can detect the difference between a shopping cart strike and an attempted rifling of your door lock and will sound off a warning or a full alarm depending on what's going on. Now, there are also systems out there that can have a built-in proximity sensor. Yep, just like radar. Now, if somebody gets too close to your Jeep, it warns them away. But if they stay there for too long, the alarm is triggered. Perfect for soft-top Jeepers or those who go topless much of the year. Now, be wary of the cheap systems, though, with these features. In the aftermarket alarm world, you definitely get what you pay for. So, that discount proximity alarm systems that you find on Amazon, yeah, be prepared for a lot of late-night false alarms, let me tell you. 
A system I was recently turned on to by co-host Wendy, in fact, is one that she herself actually endorsed. It's called Revelco. I looked them up, even did some research on them, and I have to say, as a 10-year veteran of the industry, I am honestly and thoroughly impressed. I went through a high-level certification program that taught me the ins and outs of aftermarket auto security, and the engineering that went into this device checks every single box. The Revelco anti-theft device is installed in an easily accessible place beneath or flush-mounted in the dashboard of your vehicle. A removable 16-pin mail plug, which when not in use, easily connects to your keychain, makes all the electronic connections happen. A hidden armored steel cable protects the wires from the re rear of the Revelco base on throughout the engine compartment where all the connections are made and camouflaged. When the plug is removed from the Revelco, it is impossible to start the vehicle. There are more than 100,000 different pin, con uh, pin configurations and there are no master plugs an impossible obstacle for even the most persistent or skilled thief. This won't prevent them from taking the Jeep with like a tow truck. Won't be worth much to them once they discover that it has one of these in it. Now, there are systems out there that even if the thief were to bypass whatever security you had in place, if any at all, and were to take your beloved Jeep away from you, well, you can track them via GPS and actually catch them in the act. There are a few different asset tracking companies of this specific nature out there, but a company called Lojack has been doing this for about 35 years. They were literally just bought out by another company March 31st, 2021, <laughs> the ink is barely dry on that one, so I'm not sure if the name is going to change or not, but the, the, the service remains the same as it always has with real-time GPS monitoring and integrated with the police departments in your area to nail the thief where they are. In the end, nothing can really stop the most determined of thieves. If they want something in your Jeep, well, they're probably going to get it. If they want your Jeep bad enough, well, they're probably going to get it one way or another. So the best security of all, keep it out of sight. Out of sight, out of mind. Like I said in the last episode, you can't steal what you can't see. One last thing, there is no security system that can legally protect your Jeep from vandalism. So if you want to keep that soft top from getting cut, well, don't give them an invitation to do so. It's up to you to decide how far you're going to go to protect your Jeep. Good luck, and I hope this helps. Yeah, Tuffy and uh, Best Top both have a lot of really good uh, aftermarket add-ons that uh, you can uh, use to secure your stuff. Heavy... Uh, Thick steel, lockable, and uh, won't keep them uh, from uh, taking your Jeep away and then breaking into that whenever they're, uh, you know, behind uh, uh, the, the, a closed door garage or something. But right, at least right. keeps it out of sight, like if it's one of those trays that goes underneath your, uh, your seat or maybe under the back seat uh, or even in the center console. So uh, if you're concerned about uh, having a good secure place to, uh, to put things, think about uh, going and uh, having a look at Tuffy and uh, best top so both both those have uh, some really good options now uh i, I mentioned a couple of few devices and and things in this last segment here and i'm going to put some links in the epi uh, the notes uh, show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com so if there's something that you thought hey i think i can do that and uh and i might want to try to try to do it uh what were they talking about well we'll have some links to where you guys can get the stuff that we were talking about uh, and I just got this uh, this uh, brand spanking hot off the press as hot it were. Off the <laughs> hot off the press. Uh, Lou K uh, was the guy's name who uh, who wrote into the show and uh, gave us the um, uh, the uh, suggestion about the uh, the motion lights. So uh, thank you very much, Lou. Uh, that was a great suggestion, and uh, and uh, hope you enjoy the shout out. 
No, by the way, Josh, I didn't, uh, I see that in the email chain, I didn't respond, did a reply all. I just responded uh, just to Lou. And oh. uh, my, my, you know, he, he sent the message about, uh, what was it? Uh, motion lights, motion lights, motion lights, and more motion lights. And I responded with, LOL, I got it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I responded with, so what you're saying is motion lights? So what you're saying is uh, motion lights? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then thanks for listening. And uh, that he says, he responded with, you know, the house over the driveway, solar lights outdoor with motion sensor, uh, three head. Tree. He even yeah. gave me an Amazon link uh, to, uh, to, 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 to find these things. And uh, I said, LOL, I got it. It took me a little bit when I read the subject about the, uh, you know, the, the keep the Jeep. I knew what he was talking about because just, oh, yeah, just yeah. seeing motion lights, motion lights, motion lights. I'm going, you know, is this a disco? Are you having a party? <laughs> so he, and this is the thing that I'm getting to. I thought it was so funny. He goes, your sense of humor and off color jokes are what keep me listening. That and Nikki G. So I never know if you're kidding. I love that. That's my, I love, you know, coming across <laughs> very sincerely and no, just something insane. Seriously. Seriously, though. <laughs> no, I, I've been doing this with Tony for over 10 years, and there's still times where I don't know if he's joking or not. So Is he not, really that stupid? That, <laughs> like, really? You mean that? I like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So it's. It's good times. For yeah, sure. it was great. It was great to hear from uh, from Lou, and it's it, we love hearing interactions from you from you folks. It's uh, it's because we don't know it all. Uh, do we? Do we know it all? I forget. Where are we this week? I pretend to sometimes. There we right? go. We pretend to know it all. <laughs> now we're always learning, like you. So uh, we just uh, try to know as much as possible, so we can keep you guys updated. But we love hearing from you when you have a a good idea to uh, to throw in there. Uh, it's uh, it's just much like uh, Lou did. Yeah, yes, exactly. Well, if you have anything to add, like Lou did uh, with our last week's show, well, maybe you have a question for Tech Talk. All you got to do is jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. And who knows, maybe on the next uh, show or two or three, we might get to something that you've written about. Hey, this is Al from New Jersey. Hey, this is Mark. Hey, this is Joe. Hey, this is Austin Lott. Hey, guys, this is Rick. Yeah, this is TJ Dave. Chris from Detroit. Brad Yang. Dave from Oregon. This is Jim from Mount Washington, Kentucky. This is Evan. Tyler from Pittsburgh. Hey, this is Scott. This is Robbie Collier from West Virginia. Hi, this is Bart of Muddertown, Maryland. Hey, guys, this is Evan. The phrase that pays. High lift, Jack. The original power tool. Love them. I see them everywhere, and I got high lift envy. I love the Jeep Talk Show. Hopefully, I'm the winner. You know, I'm glad I uh, I picked that promo because it reminds me. I've been reaching out to some of our uh, vendors, some of the companies that we've worked with uh, over the years to see if they'd like to be part of uh, this new Gladiator uh, that uh, the show is getting. And again, Josh, it's my Gladiator. It's I'm just saying the show because it sounds good for the show. And uh, but anyway, so uh, <laughs> uh, I, I reached out to uh, High Lift, and uh, they said absolutely they want to be part of this. So uh, well, look, looking forward to getting the Gladiator and uh, showing you guys, maybe uh, doing some YouTube videos and, of course, mentioning it right here on the show about what products that we're adding to the Jeep Gladiator. Hey, what's going on, Jeep Talk Show? This is Gary P. And uh, specifically, this message is for Tony. I heard on the show that you were talking about the Taser XL for the Jeep Gladiator. Um, I actually just put a Taser XL on my, I'm sorry, a Taser Mini. Taser Mini on my Jeep Gladiator and was able to easily reprogram the tire size, uh, was able to uh, tell it to, uh, you know, switch my 
uh, lighting setup to LEDs. There's even a capability on it to where you can have it up the RPMs when you're using your winch, which I think is really, really cool. So anyway, I just wanted to give you a little heads up uh, from a Gladiator owner who actually has it. I uh, hope this helps, and uh, uh, the show's awesome. Keep on rocking. Thanks, guys. So well, uh, thank you, Gary P, for calling in with that with that review and uh, and uh, testimonial there. I that was a really cool feature. I didn't even know that was in the uh, you either. know in the in the menu there to uh, bring the RPMs up when you're using the winch. That is, I, I, I'm sorry, that is just cooler than all hell. It, uh, I wish I'm I, seeing I these things that. like uh, I think I reported last week that you can actually for with the switch package that I bought, you can yeah. you can tell the switch if you want it to be on when you press it. And then off when you let go of it, uh, a momentary, or if, oh. if it's latched. And, oh wow! And is it is power? Is the switch powered uh, from the battery or from the ignition? In other words, you know, like it has to be in the yeah, run it's position, constant, right? Or yeah, wow, so, really and, cool. And, and you do that from the UConnect the, uh, the the video display. So you just go into the menu system and you tell it how you want the switch to act, and and you can change it on the fly. So it's it's just Real amazing. Neat. It's Real like neat. it's like we're living in the future, Josh. It's uh, like the 21st century. <laughs> that's, that's it. But I was gonna I was gonna mention Gary P has actually joined us in the Zoom room tonight, and of course we'll be hearing from the oh, right Zoom on. people later in our campfire side chat segment. Hey, coming up next week, we will interview Monica. Oh my God, I'm gonna try Kalinsky. You think Josh? There you go. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hang on. I got to get myself a ding ding. Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> no, oh, not no. to be not oh, to be no. confused with Monica Lewinsky, which clearly would have been a much much different line of questioning. Oh I'm sure. no! Well, gee, I'm so sorry. That left a bad taste in my mouth. Well, you interview Monica Lewinsky. Hey oh, <laughs> nobody gets that reference <laughs> from mekmagnet.com. Just go to the Jeep Talk Show show notes for. This episode, episode 484, and you'll see that link there. And you can get yourself all motivated and ready to listen to this interview next week. It's It was a great interview and very, very interesting. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Deep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Ten bucks? Oh, you got to be kidding me. Ten bucks? I got something for ten dollars on... Amazon, I guess, is it? Yeah, I know. It, not everything on Amazon is three hundred dollars. So. Oh, I meant, I meant to tell you when were you talking about the 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 fake LEDs in your uh, keep the Jeep segment? Uh, you yeah. Remember, you remember the fake cameras because the you know, cameras, the security oh, cameras used to they be so. Sell those. They do. They used to be so expensive, so people couldn't afford that. So they they put up these fake cameras. I think they even had some that would move back and forth. Or right. they had a, a red light on them. Yes. Or, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it get you. Get you. Put one of those in well, your Jeep. That'll freak people out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Things the size of a shoebox hanging yeah. from the- <laughs> Off-road town, dude. <laughs> I'm a professional. Well, this is straight out of Tech Talk. Uh, these are the uh, the same bright red flashing LED dummy alarm indicator lights I was talking about in Tech Talk. Uh, these will stop thieves from stealing your Jeep or the things in it. Research has shown that if thieves think that you have an alarm, they will usually move on to more vulnerable targets designed to be mounted in the dashboard to indicate that an alarm is installed. But custom installations are possible. Installation only takes a few minutes by a trained professional. If your Jeep doesn't have an easy-to-notice flashing alarm light, and if you want to know if you, 
Answer this question yourself. If your Jeep has one of these or not, at night, start at the front of your Jeep and do a 360. Walk all the way around it, all four corners. And if you can see that light from all four corners of your Jeep, then fine. You're set. If not, you need one of these. Good thing this pack comes with two. Well, this is pretty cool. Um, so uh, if, if I saw one of these little lights and I wasn't sure if it was an active alarm or not, I think I'd start bumping the... The vehicle, maybe bump the uh, the the windshield or bump the. Uh, now the you're side thinking glass. like a thief, Tony. Thank now you. you're thinking like a thief. Well, yeah, you got to think like one if you want to keep you your. You have to right. You got to think like a thief in order to protect your Jeep from a thief, and you got to think of what you know what they would do. They would absolutely test to make sure that you you have an alarm or not, and they would do that by giving a little bump. And, you know, they'll, they'll have an easy escape route to jump into a bush or around a tree or take off down the street or something like that if the alarm were to go off. But if it doesn't, maybe they'll try a little harder. And maybe the next time they'll break a window. And, and, and so these, these things will only go so far. But, I mean, you know, most oh, thieves, yeah, no, oh. nine out of ten thieves, um, will we'll go ahead and, and recognize this for what it is. Uh, for, you know, it could be an alarm. I'm not going to take that chance. Exactly. I'm going to move on to the next rig. It's like the club. You can always defeat the club by just, uh, just cutting the uh, the steering wheel. Not all the saw. Yeah, they, 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 you can see the videos online. Yeah. yeah, but again, is it you want to take the time? Yeah, right. To sit there with a cable saw and saw through that, it will take many, many minutes. But you know, in ten or fifteen minutes, if they don't get caught, they could have your Jeep. You know, if that if that's all that is standing in their way is is a club. Now, you know, yeah, it could be bypassed. Can your alarm system be bypassed? Yes. Could these LED lights be bypassed? Well, they don't do anything, so yes. So, you know, anything can be bypassed to a certain extent. Now, the alarm system that I was talking about that uh, Wendy uh, had turned us on to, the Ravelco device, that cannot be bypassed, but it doesn't protect your Jeep from, you know, it being picked up and stolen by like a tow truck. Right. Uh, and guys are doing this. They are showing up with a tow truck. I mean, you can go onto Craigslist right now and buy a tow truck. You don't have to be a tow company to have a tow truck. Right. You know, so, and and you could have this tow truck and all you do with it is steal Jeeps to go strip them for parts and sell those parts online and, and sell the scrap, you know, in, in a junkyard or something. So, you know, it, 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 in the end, it all depends on kind of the neighborhood that you live in, the kind of the class of thieves that are around, uh, where you park your Jeep, you know, all that sort of stuff. So go back and listen to the last episode, episode 483, listen to this tech talk. And at the end, uh, and you've determined that you need some lights or some more protection. Well, you know what you need to do. Thieves have no class. So. None at all. No, especially, well, now that you, especially the ones that visited your property a number, a number oh, of times. Dude, so many times. Well, there was, there was a, a bunch of different ones. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Well, now that you must have these flashing LEDs to protect your own Jeep, we're going to make it easy for you. All you got to do is go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 484. Hello. My name is Mike Sr. I'd like to have some of them stickers that uh, you got with the microphone and the, and the front end wheel. And... Uh, for McGee, advertise a little bit for you. I listen to you when I can get you. So, uh, uh, how much are those stickers? And would you send me a couple, or what do I have to do to get some? Uh, and you all have a good day. Hope you had a good Easter. God bless you. Catch you later.
Well, Mike, I hope you had a good uh, a good Easter as well. And thank you so much for taking the time to call in. And this is a great segue for telling our uh, our listeners how to get Jeep Talk Show stickers. And no, of course, you don't have to pay for them. Uh, we no. send those out. But we do request that whenever uh, you want a couple of Jeep Talk Show stickers, that you send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, S-A-S-E. So really, I guess it all, all it costs you is a little bit of your time and a stamp. And, uh, you know, you got to write your address on there. And then what we do is we get those uh, envelopes in. We stuff some uh, uh, stickers in there and then uh, shoot it right back out to you. I, I got one right now uh, from uh, R-O, or actually R and the last initial O uh, that i got to send out. Came in this week, and uh, he sent me a self-addressed stamped envelope. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll be happy to stick you a couple of stickers in there. And we would be proud to have uh, those stickers on your Jeep, your toolbox, wherever you yeah. want to put them. Just your interest in them is great. So, again, just go to uh, uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, shoot us over an email. And we will send you the address to uh, where to send that self-addressed stamped envelope to. And that goes for all the rest of you. If you're interested in having a Jeep Talk Show, Shop Show sticker, you can get them there. And I'll, I'll repeat this too. If you happen to be in the Texas area, or hell, if you want to drive here, if you go to South Fork uh, Dodge Jeep over in Manville, Texas, there is about a thousand uh, Jeep Talk Show stickers there. Uh, Chris has uh, gleefully uh, allowed us to uh, send those stickers over there, and they're going to be making those available to all their patrons. So. Uh, you oh, so it. you have to buy a Jeep in order to get a Jeep Talk Show sticker. <laughs> I, okay, well, so that's, I, don't I know. knew there was a catch. I don't know what kind of deal they're making over there for those stickers, but uh, my <laughs> my idea was they were just going to put them out so people could snatch them up. No, those are those are special edition they Jeep are. Talk Show stickers. They, they are not the same ones that we are going to send you if you send us a self-addressed stamp envelope, uh, an SASE. Uh, if you send us one of those, you're going to get a different class of Jeep Talk Show sticker that doesn't have the dealership name on it. Uh, that's why these are uh, these other ones are are uh, a special edition uh, because they are you know sort of to, as a hats off with this uh, relationship that we've developed with this particular dealership. So uh, hey, other dealerships out there, if you want in on this, uh, oh yeah, and 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 of course we're uh, we're doing this with South Fork because they were uh, kind to reach out uh, in my request to get a, a Jeep Gladiator, yeah. and they're Take giving your- me the red carpet treatment. And from my understanding is. They treat everybody that way. You don't have to start a podcast before buying a, a Jeep from them. So if you're looking at, for buying a Jeep, go over there to South Fork Dodge uh, Jeep Ram. There's 50 other names there, all part of uh, uh, Chrysler and uh, FCA and everything else. <laughs> and in Manville, Texas, it's only about a 40-minute a drive here from uh, Katy, Texas, where I'm oh, located. That's nothing. That's no, nothing. No. It'll be a long drive when I'm going to go pick up that Gladiator, though. Oh, you're taking a long way home, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about just getting over there to get it, actually see the Jeep, you know? Right. Every uh, red light is going to take an eternity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. It's, it's fun to do something that's exciting. And especially after not having a new a new Jeep for uh, since 1998, well, like 23 years. You know, I did something exciting last weekend. Uh, you might have noticed I, I'm I'm rocking some some bandages uh, here uh, on the show. I I, uh, I I gave my Weber barbecue a reach around last weekend and uh, I paid the price. Jeez. No, it's 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 worse than it sounds. I, it wasn't like I was intoxicated or anything. I just I, I reached for the uh, for the ash collector, uh, you know, the the damper thingy, and uh, realized that I was a little bit further around the barbecue than I thought. Uh, and so I had to I had to push it instead of pull it. 
And uh, and so my arm got a little too close to the barbecue, and well, there you go, third degree burn. And this is just like Full Metal Jacket. I mean, it's uh, almost identical <laughs> to what happened to the, some of those recruits. So it is a burn, right? It sounds like it must no, be a pretty, it pretty good burn. Absolutely a burn. I got I got a nice uh, second degree burn that's about the size of uh, well, let's let's call it about one and a half by three inches or so, uh, and right in the middle of it, a nice chunk of flesh is missing and all charred and and yummy looking it's all very very nasty <laughs> and that's where i got the, the third degree then that and that's where you know it's it, it feels all weird no sensation and and it's 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 yeah it's so so whenever it was burning did you sense it right away because i know bad, cooked chicken that's, that's what i was gonna say the bad burns <laughs> you know you, you don't necessarily notice and you go what is that is that chicken no that's me damn it so yeah. yeah, no, it was pretty instantaneous, and it was like, oh, got me, you know. And, and look, I'm I'm the kind of guy that I'll look down and I'm bleeding, and it's like, what the hell? How did that happen? And uh, yeah. and so I've I've got a pretty high threshold of pain, and 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 I knew that I was going to get close, and and I you know I was like, oh, I might I might get a little bit burnt. Uh, I got a lot more burnt than what I thought I was going to. So yeah, it is what it is. I luckily I had some uh, really really good burn cream uh, stuff here on hand. Uh, a number of years ago, I was drunk uh, on a camping trip and uh, and lost my balance uh, and uh, fell into the campfire almost. Now, at some camp, some camp campsites, they they've got a big giant steel ring, or in this case, it was uh, a, a giant steel plate um, on on two sides, and it had about a three inch flange on the top of it. Now, when you build a fire and you're in a campsite for two or three days, that steel is going to get pretty hot after seeing a campfire for, for a long time. And, of course, this was at, you know, midnight, you know, one o'clock, been up half the night drinking and stuff like that. And, of course, Josh goes to, uh, you know, change positions, change chairs, whatever. And, uh, and I, I take a header into the fire almost. I caught myself, uh, but full body weight, hand right on that three-inch flange, and, of course, sizzle, 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 burnt the living you know what out of my hand um the first aid kit i had on hand was garbage at the time uh had no idea what the hell i was going to do i go to the camp host and uh luckily this woman had been had survived she was the survivor of a propane tank explosion oh no and lived through it and she just so happened to have some a, a leftover container of this stuff this miracle balm that uh, she says saved her life and it's the only reason that she's able to walk around do things and, and do anything at all and she says slather this on your hand cake it on there more than you would ever think is possible and then put more on and then wrap a sock around it by morning you're gonna you know it'll be a lot better off by the next day you couldn't even tell i had had a burn it was amazing and and so the the stuff that I have on is 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 doing it, it wonders. I'm in like day three, four now uh, of this burn, and uh, um, it, all but the third degree is 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 still there. And so I'm right now. I'm using the stuff called Ozenol out of Canada. You can't get it here in the states. It's a quintuple antibiotic. It has five different antibiotics in it, uh, none of which are are approved by the FDA. So there you go. Um, and it has an anti-scarring agent and a pain relieving agent as well. Uh, in it, the stuff is just amazing. If you can get Ozenol, get it and throw everything else in your first aid kit out because this stuff is is uh, is the bomb. 
So uh, that's what I'm going to have on now. The only problem is you can smell it from a block away. The stuff Oh, who cares? Horribly. If, it, if it fixes you up, who cares? But, but it, oh, yeah, it fixes you up real good. So, yeah, that's what I'm rocking right now. So I'm a little older than you. And uh, as a kid, we uh, uh, my parents would use something different. We used uh, Lando Lake's uh, Real Butter. Uh, to put on butter, uh, on, yeah. On, on, put some butter on That's it. That's Boy Scout trick. <laughs> and uh, all I can say was, is it was very tasty. So, uh, just need a little cheese to go Tony, with that. Tony, quit work. licking your arm. Quit licking your <laughs> wounds. <laughs> Get the cone. <laughs> the cone of shame. <laughs> Too funny. Do you know that we have? 12 people sitting around the campfire side chat tonight josh <laughs> they're not no, we're not getting all 12 tonight i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> if we, that's a new record that's a new record i usually try and limit it to like five or six maybe seven people 12 i'm sorry but there's going to be a few of you guys that are not going to get called on tonight but i but i love you oh i think i see tammy in there maybe that's uh jeep mama we'll have to we'll have to wait and see but you know i think if, if you want to skip chris that would be good because that wouldn't give him a, an opportunity to, oh. to talk about Drummond Island and how he didn't lose virginity out there. <laughs> Chris has been, been helping us out as a volunteer at the Jeep Talk Show, taking care of our show notes. And uh, this is great. This is why the show notes are, are up in a timely fashion because, and you know, better than they have in years. <laughs> if it's left to me, it's going to be a while. I think we still have uh, three or four episodes that I still haven't added show notes to. Oh, God. <laughs> it's damn it josh 10 years it gets old doing all this I stuff know, all I know. the time you know so hey i was use this as an excuse tonight no nah, tony i'm burnt head to toe <laughs> i got third degree burns man <laughs> hi tony this is deborah uh, my event is help a pet shine 2021 saturday august 14th from 10 a.m to 6 p.m at 4021 north carolina highway 109 troy north carolina this event has been in the making for three years and we keep growing we use the offer community to raise awareness for our veterans this year our main Nonprofit is Military Missions in Action here in North Carolina. We will have four other nonprofit organizations out there. We'll have an RTI ramp, RCs, we'll have food, bounce houses, Ruck Rack will be in the house, Get Ugly will have a swap meet, tons and tons of fun, 50 plus vendors. We just want everybody to come out. The event is free. The money from the show and shine entry is $25, and the raffles will be all going to military missions in action. We have two live bands, Digit and Fair Warning. Fair Warning is North Carolina's largest cover band. So we, we, we hope that everybody comes out. We hope that everybody supports our vets. Veterans get free haircuts. Everybody else can get a $5 haircut. It's going to be an awesome, awesome day here in North Carolina. Holy cow, it's a full house around the fire tonight. we got a lot of people up here. So you know how I mentioned that if you don't make it to the uh, campfire side chat and you're a regular, you're a regular Zoom people, you need to provide a note. Oh, well, doctor's yeah. yeah, doctor's note. Well, uh, a, a Bob Two Jeeps has uh, provided a note. Oh, I see it. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me switch over to, to the thing. Maybe we can catch it. Oh, yeah, that is Tammy. Uh, so uh, it says, 
Please excuse Bob for missing the Jeep talk show last week. He was at Foster Jeep Safari. I'm sorry, Easter Jeep Safari uh, and uh, having a blast. So I, you know, I, I did mess up. I couldn't read the, the Easter. I thought that was Foster. But this is way too legible to be from an actual doctor. I think this uh, is not a valid note. No, it's from his mom. That's why. I, I, I think I had dropped. I think I had accidentally dropped. We'll, we'll accept one uh, a, mo- a note from your mom, uh, and, and so I, I think that's what happens. So, yeah. So, so are we going to uh, accept this uh, this note, Josh? Uh, we're going to have to. Uh, you know, I, I'm afraid. Uh, you know, mom's law rules. So uh, if she wrote in, took the time. Well, we're going to have to honor it. Well, Bob's at the top of the list, so uh, I, I did share the uh, what the topic was tonight. Let the uh, the listeners know what our topic, uh, the, the the question that All you're right, going to be we'll Let our listeners know what the hell we're doing here first and foremost. <laughs> this oh, is the part. Of the yeah, show. they if could be new. Are, they could be new. If to you're it. new to the show, right? If you're new to the show, this is a part where uh, listeners, you just people just like you, uh, get a chance to interact with us, the host of the show, and and actually uh, get in on the recording of the show. And we do that by uh, by uh, proposing a. a topic to discuss about and each week it's a different topic we pull out of thin air that's where we're going <laughs> to pull it from um and and, and uh you know shoot that information out you guys get to uh, crack wise and and uh you know tell us what you think about it and uh and and it's all about the listeners and what you guys have to say about it so uh, and if you want to join in on the campfire side chat, you can, you don't have to be a paid subscriber or anything like that. There's no VIP here. Uh, anybody can do it and, and we'll let you know how here in just a little bit. Uh, but for right now, we're going to talk about the topic and that this week is, um, we're not talking about price and maybe it's a tire, maybe it's the tires, maybe it's a new top. I don't care what it is. And we don't want you to get specific. We don't want anybody to get in trouble. Yeah, don't ask you know, yourself. Uh, talking about you know how much they spent on this or that. But we want to know what is the most expensive part you have purchased on your Jeep so far. And I say so far. Oh, you're right, Tony. That is that is really good writing. <laughs> not, yeah, that that's that that is clearly not a, a doctor's Jeep. notes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, we, uh, and I say so far, uh, because, uh, you know, if, if you've only owned your Jeep for a few months or maybe even a few years, uh, there are some purchases down the road, likely in your future, um, that are, are likely going to be, uh, are pretty spendy. So, uh, we're going to talk about, um, you know, sort of the types of things that are big purchases for Jeep owners. Uh, so if you're new to the Jeep world, this may enlighten you as to what you can expect as far as, oh boy. That might be expensive. Now, please, any everybody out there uh, listening to this, do not talk prices. We don't want to know how much you spent on what. Uh, we don't need anybody to get uh, you know butt hurt or in trouble or anything like that. So please uh, refrain from talking specifics when it comes to prices. But uh, if it's expensive, let us know. So top of the list, as Tony said, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys uh, with here with his excuse note. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> what would you say is the uh, the most expensive part or parts uh, that you've gotten for your Jeep? Uh, the smallest, most expensive part would be the B and M Sport Shifter. Oh, I like those. Yeah. Now, this was the, was this the whole shift kit or just the, like the the shifter itself? The top shifter, and then I got the shift lever with it also. Oh, right on, right on. Now, is this a you know short throw? Did it did it change the shift yep. pattern at all? Ah, uh, drastically. It feels like an entirely different transmission, and the shift lever uh, has a nut in it that you can tighten a like a set screw. So you okay. put it on, tighten down the screw from the top, 
And then on the side is another set screw you tighten that just locks it in super solid. So n no chance of this uh, rattling loose or, or breaking loose, as it were, uh, on the trail or going down a, you know, some rough gravel road or anything like that. It's pretty rock solid is what you're saying? Oh, very. Very good. Very good. I, and I like those kind of upgrades, too. It's actually practical upgrade. It makes sense, and, and, it, and it does something for you and your Jeep and your wheeling, in fact, because, uh, you know, less throw in between the gears means that you can actually control the Jeep a lot better, especially when you're off-road or in those kind of crazy off-camber or, uh, you know, kind of hairy situations. Uh, all right. Chip is here with us. Chip at jeep.fun.offroad. I think uh, we had something similar to that last week. Uh, I like that a lot. Chip, what would you have to say about being the most expensive part on your Jeep? Uh, that would be easy. That's my lift and shocks that I put on a year ago. Yeah. Lift kits can get expensive. Anybody looking at a long arm kit for their Jeep knows the price tags on something like that are up Insane. there. Yeah. They, uh, they are definitely up there. And especially when you got something like a Wrangler, uh, when you're talking about, you know, four link or three link front and rear, all those links, all those arms, everything that goes with it. And, and honestly, there are kits out there that, that come with a lot of stuff and, and all those parts, all those, you know, all that hardware and everything, it's all got to be charged for. It all costs a shipping weight. It all costs, uh, you know, an acquisition uh, for the company to get. And they got to charge you for it too. So yeah, lift kits, definitely one of those things that are, are, are very expensive. Uh, all right, we weren't going to do it, but I'm going to veto Tony's decision. Chris, sevenslats.com. All right, what would you say is the most expensive uh, part that you've got for your Jeep? Um, so far, my tires. Yeah, tires can be expensive, Very right? Expensive, uh, right. Let it, let, what, what kind of tires do you have? Uh, Toyo AT2s. How, uh, how long have you had them? How long have you uh, had them? About three years. Yeah, just about three years now. Oh, wow. I would say you're probably, what, about 50% tread left then about this point? Uh, it looks like it. I haven't measured them in a bit. I mean, I'm, I, I put over the 60,000 miles that they're rated for, but there's still life really? in them. Wow, uh, right on. Been very impressed. It's a heavy tire. I, Toyos run heavy, but it does measure yeah. a true 33. Yeah. It's heavy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've been very happy with them. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah good side, good sidewalls on those tires, too. So, Chris, yeah. have you already started uh, looking and pricing the uh, Nexon Rodian uh, MTX tires for your next set of tires? I've, nudge, I've nudge, looked, wink, wink. I've, I've looked. <laughs> I've looked. They just, don't, they just don't have the size that I want to run. Oh, really? Currently. What size? I'll need to look again. What size did you look, were you looking at? 33s? Well, oh. a 255-80-17 measures 33.1, measures a true 33.1. I don't have to run a wheel spacer, and I don't want to run wheel spacers. No, I don't believe yeah. no, I wouldn't. And I yeah. don't want to replace the wheels. So I, I, I've looked. They just they, they don't have it. I, I haven't looked recently. Maybe I'll take another look or email. Yeah, very, very nice tire. And I was thinking you were trying to go 40s because I knew they went all the way to 37s. So I was, uh, I was uh, uh, it's just the, the width of the tire is what you're looking for. Exactly. Gotcha. All right. How about uh, Gary uh, with Dixie Dixie Overland? I like that. Dixie Overland. Uh, Dixie. Wasn't that the name of uh, uh, What's-Her-Face's Jeep and Dix Dukes of Hazard? It was. Daisy Dukes. Yeah, Daisy, Daisy Dukes Jeep. Yeah, I think it's Yeah. It. All right. Gary, uh, the, most, the, the most, most expensive thing would probably have to be uh, the rooftop tent that we have uh, that we put on a rig. Uh, oh, nice. I don't know if you would consider that Jeep specific per se, but it's definitely the most expensive thing we've got on there right now. 
Well, I mean, you know, uh, shocks aren't necessarily uh, Jeep specific. Obviously, they they uh, they can be vehicle specific to a certain extent. But I mean, you know, you can put a set of Bilstein fifty one fifties on virtually any vehicle. I think that'll they'll right. fit on. Uh, you know, not necessarily Jeep specific, but uh, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, that that that's a good one. Uh, you know, we we had uh, who was it? Tony Dan with the four x four podcast who had a rooftop tent. And it was stolen from him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in storage. Wow. And, uh, I think it was base I, uh, army base storage. I may be wrong yeah, on that part of it, but yeah, they yeah, actually, I, actually got stolen. Yeah, right, that's right. crazy. It was, I couldn't imagine. Those, I would cry for weeks. It was one of those more expensive ones uh, too. I mean, it, you know, th- those things. I mean, they they have entry level versions of them that that uh, just about anybody can get into. But there are those rooftop tent kits out there that are very expensive, and they they can definitely come with a with a hefty price tag. I wouldn't wish anybody to wake up one day who has one of those on their Jeep and find it missing. That that would be a, a tearjerker for sure. So yeah, I feel you, Gary. Man, that's that's a good one. Those things uh, those things can get up, hang it up there, but they're a great investment as well. Let me let me jump I in real quick. Agree more. Let me jump in real quick, Gary. Thank you for your voicemail tonight. And I was curious, uh, how does it know whenever the winch is being used that it would know to to increase the RPMs? So you actually have to activate a button on the steering wheel. You're talking about the Taser Mini uh, yeah. in that voicemail left. Yeah, there's actually uh, it's a mode that you put the Taser Mini into, and then there is a certain button uh, that you can program on the steering wheel where it will up your revs uh, gotcha. to 2,000 RPMs while you're using the winch in operation. So it doesn't intuitively per se know that you're using it. Um, again, one day I'm sure technology will come around. I mean, with the way that you know winch technology has advanced, even just in the last five or six years, uh, to where you have wireless controllers, you know, uh, apps for your phone, etc. I'm sure that there'll be a way to integrate that to where you know, in a battery management system, it knows that you're using that winch. Yeah, I'm personally looking I, forward to tractor beams. So that would be uh, like a winch, but <laughs> that would be electronic. <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought it would be with an uh, an amp sensing uh, type. I thought of that might be it too. Where the yeah the electrical system as a whole would see a massive demand, and I don't think there's anything uh, you'd be hard pressed to put anything uh, on a vehicle uh, uh, you know that would draw as much amperage as a winch. I mean, you could wire up a lighting circuit to probably mimic that kind of a draw, but winches really draw a lot of power, yeah, oftentimes more than what your alternator could even put out. Um, and, and so that's where, you know, good quality battery comes in, heavy cabling and all that sort of stuff. I could see how there could be an amp sensing device installed in the system somewhere that would see that massive load and then kick the RP, you know, kick the uh, signal to the computer, tell the RPMs to come up a little bit. So, but, uh, but nonetheless, really cool technology, Gary. Thanks again for, for sharing with us. Now, this name, this name is, uh, I'm going to butcher this one. I, I think it's Ian's phone. Ian's phone. Uh. Uh, yeah, it's Ian. Uh, okay. I don't know where the <laughs> iPhone thing on the end came from. Um, I, I definitely have to say it's a cross between, uh, replacing the entire front end on my, uh, 06 WK Yikes. and, uh, new wheels and tires. Um, that would be a hard toss up because I could only imagine what, uh, replacing the whole front end on your Jeep would cost. <laughs> now, I don't want you to oh, get Oh, man. I, I went... But- I, I had to replace why. uppers, lowers, uh, uh, shocks, and uh, I, I had to redo the get new struts in there, which I ended up getting the 5100s. And then um, shortly after, I had to uh, replace the front drive shaft. Good Lord, man. What happened? Did you drive into the ocean or something? I mean, um, what was. Might want to ask the previous owner that. Um, ah. he, 
he uh, did a two inch lift and it was a spacer lift did not replace anything so it uh, the front end pretty much ate itself and it then itself. of course after yeah. that, doing after doing all of that i had to get uh new tires because i didn't even notice the problems until i was cleaning the vehicle one day and uh noticed that i've got some really odd tire wear going on so had it looked at and i had one of the lowers pretty much almost about ready to come out i mean it was making some racket so i figured maybe shocks but no ball joints so how's it doing now <laughs> that's the question it, it it drives great it doesn't even make a sound i i i've got it still lifted two inches so i mean i'm not going to go any further than that because i mean it's just it's going to lead to you know upgrading more and sure. more just to you know just to keep up with you know the modification so it's like i i'm happy right where the height is um i've got um i have to look up the tire sizes but i did go bigger on the tires than what well of course you did what i had on there so <laughs> yeah. uh I, you remember what brand what what style tires you have on there um i went with the the falcon wild peaks good tires good tires and in fact i think that is the same tire that jeep had uh, selected to use on their concept vehicles that they brought out to easter jeep safari this year so you are wow. uh, you are rolling on good company Absolutely. It did great this winter. Um, snow and ice did not bother me whatsoever. I mean, it, it handled well, it great. Is after all. It is a Jeep after that's, all. That's absolutely right. <laughs> now, here's a, here's a name familiar to the show. Tammy is with us, uh, and we've uh, it's been a little while since we've heard from Tammy. She's Tammy, had some technical difficulties. <laughs> right? Tammy who? <laughs> She's had some technical difficulties uh, over uh, the recent past. So, uh, Tammy is actually in the house, in the Zoom room, as it were. Uh, Tammy, how you doing, and, and how's the business going? Uh, we're working long hours. It's, we don't even have signs out. We haven't even advertised, and we have way more work. Than oh, that's we, great. No way. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, congratulations to uh, to really starting off, hitting the ground running, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, really good I, to I hear. think Jeep Mama's 4x4 shop is, uh, is what's, what's doing yeah. Um, well, I would love to name it that, but I don't think Neil would appreciate no, that. No, probably not. No, right. Well, just tell him if he wants to be successful. This is this is one of those Jeep <laughs> talk show million dollar ideas. You know, you've right, already right. you've already done the legwork on getting the name out there, and if you put that on the business, it's a guarantee. Yeah, it'll be on the yeah. bottom of the sign and Jeep Mamas too. You know. <laughs> right. Um, so, Tammy, yeah, what's the most expensive part? What's the most expensive part you put on your Jeep so far? Um. I would have to say when I upgraded my Sahara, it would have been those $10,000 buttons. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, my lift, my metal yeah. cloak um, lift. That was probably I, I think that's expensive. probably, for most Jeepers, that is likely going to be the biggest investment is, is a lift kit. If you buy, I mean, unless you're doing piecemeal, you're doing it in phases, in which case, you know, you could probably cut corners and save on costs. But in the end... You're going to end up spending more money, uh, you know, over the long term uh, versus, you know, just getting sort of, you know, what you want right off the bat. At, but you got to kind of know a lot of things ahead of time. We've we've talked about this at length. So yeah, lift kits are always going to be one of those expensive items, especially it's a if it's a long arm kit. Tammy, I can't remember is yours a is yours a long arm kit? No, it's just a three and a half, just a regular 
um, I forget what it is. The two, true break lift. So, oh, yeah. okay. okay. I, I couldn't remember if you went with Metal Cloak or not. I, I remember somebody yeah. on the show uh, went with Metal Cloak uh, in, 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 recent, in, in the recent past, but I couldn't remember who that was. So, And I did finally get new tires. And I'm <laughs> sad to say I didn't get the Nexons just because I couldn't get them here in the Valley quickly enough um, that's kind of a difficult really, thing about getting the nexons is uh the, the distribution of those things is, right. is a little difficult uh, i was right. a little, i was a little disappointed to see that discount tires carries the nexon tire but they don't carry the rodian mtx's uh, yeah walmart here does nasty. too same thing yeah well you so guys i gotta, i, you I too have the, the, the falcon i'm oh, sorry Tim, a great tire I, I missed that. What what is Tammy uh, riding on right now? What what tires did you go with, Tammy? The Falcon Wild Peaks. Oh, okay. All right, we got a few people here uh, uh, with Wild Peaks. All uh, right. But but they the guys tease me because I went with all terrains and not the mud tires. So you know, my <gasps> school bus probably more practical. <laughs> my oh. school bus has all terrains. Sorry. <laughs> no, oh, it's okay. don't worry. It's okay. Mine's got all terrain. You're good. <laughs> I just I oh. I didn't want to wait for the muds and they were too much money and very so. expensive yeah and you know what I can wheel really really good so I don't need the mud trains there you go now you're talking <laughs> or winch yeah. or ten thousand dollar buttons hey even in all right. trains you still got you still got to air them down a little bit though but yeah, yeah that's true. Well, Tammy, uh, congratulations once again. Best of luck on the uh, on the continued opening of the business, uh, and we uh, look forward to continued uh, and regular reports of how things are going. Oh, real quick, Josh, I'm here in the Zoom room with Mike. Mike is here with me in the camper, so um, we have two well, Zoomers in our camper. So is well, he, good thing is he hostage Thing. Yeah, <laughs> have him tied up. Can we get proof of life, please? Yeah, <laughs> Put a, hold up a paper, Mike. So let us know you're okay. <laughs> now, I was going to be skipping Mike uh, tonight, anyways. Uh, going to our last uh, listener around the campfire, JG, uh, here with us. JG, what would you say is the most expensive uh, part that you've got for the Jeep so far? Uh, got a axle housing from East Coast Gear. Um, Holy cow! The whole thing. Yeah, that would do it. I still got to get all the innards. Um, yeah, I've got uh, some ox lockers on order. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to put one in the front while I'm at it. But, nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I bought a Ford 8.8. It's all set up for my lift and everything. So pretty happy with Very that. Good. Very good. How long did it take you to get it? Um, We'll say two months. Was it was it a supply chain back order thing? Did COVID come into play there a little bit? I mean, did did were okay, they pretty so straightforward? What they actually do is they go out and find a uh, wrecking yard axle housing out of a Explorer. This is, came out of a two thousand. Okay. Uh, they strip everything off it, all the mounts, and then yeah. they put on like an Artec kit. They weld it all on Good and stuff. they set it up. Artec for your yeah. lift, whatever your lift is. So you, you tell them all that. They put it all together. Um, I also had them throw in a um, C-Clip Eliminator uh, Yukon Axle Kit. So I have those. I got ring and pinions ordered and all that. So I still got to do all that assembly. Um, You're going to be setting yeah, up the ring and pinion nice. yourself? Yeah, I am. 
Um, I could have had them set the whole thing up and send it over, but that's going to cost a little bit more. Oh, no. If you know how to do it, I'd, I'd rather yeah, do it if myself you, if, if got, I knew how. Yeah, if you got the equipment. Yeah, and um, more I've been building the Jeep for a while, and I'm having a great time just putting it together. You know? Yeah, um, yeah they're a lot of fun. What, uh, what do you have for a Jeep, by the way? Share with us uh, what you got, what you're building. It is a 99 TJ. Nice. Um, good Jeep. Yeah, it is a good Jeep. Yeah. It's, four, four, four cylinder? It's, no, it's a Sahara. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, okay. I want to really hurt you now. Um, bought it from a guy at work for five hundred bucks, and it was pristine. Oh, you're banned. Oh, <laughs> oh I hate you. Yeah, well, there were things wrong with it that made him think it was worth only five hundred bucks. But bottom line is, Man, it any, was any TJ you can buy for five hundred bucks. That's that's a great deal. Yeah, well, I mean, I was trying to help the guy sell it at first, and he said, "No, I'm just going to take it to a dealer and have them." And I'm like, "No, oh, no, so you're not. not. <laughs> Here's the money." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, friends yeah. don't let friends trade jeeps. No. There you go. <laughs> do you ever yeah, hear? It, do you yeah. hear from him? Does is he sad that it's gone? Because uh, I think everybody that sells a jeep is uh, at some point oh. goes, "I should never have right. done." Okay, that. so he he traded. Uh, he sold that to me and. Then he went out and bought a used uh, Scion AX, I think it is. Oh, we don't, we don't care no, about him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, he drove that for about two years, and then he went out and bought a JK. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Uh, okay. All right. He redeemed himself. He, 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 well, he realized he the, error. the Jeep. Yeah, he yeah. realized the error of his ways. <laughs> but I bet you got good gas mileage here for a couple of years. Uh, for a couple yeah, of years. That, that was the reason he was selling it, actually, is the gas mileage was killing him. Yeah. We're going to be in there again. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tony, I already know uh, the most expensive part that you've got for your Jeep had to have been the Atlas transfer case. Am, am Did I, I mention my Atlas uh, to you? Uh, yeah, your Atlas too. <laughs> yes. I thought it was his air horn. The air it's horn still was not installed. The air horn was pretty cheap. I was thinking about that the other day. That might go on the Gladiator. You know, you never know. You know. Isn't it your lights, Tony? Uh, that would be not the actually the lights are pretty cheap, but no, I'm uh, I'm thinking I think uh, I think you're right, Josh. I think that is the most expensive yeah. thing. Uh, well, the no, the engine well, rebuild might on. have been. Uh, hang on, I was going to say yeah, the engine rebuild would probably come in as a close second or yeah. be a good competitor there because I know and it, and honestly, if you if you sort of if you tally up everything that went into that and leading up to it and everything else, that very well could take the number one spot, but. Uh, that Atlas, though, I, I, you, yeah, anybody who's uh, ever priced out an Atlas knows they are not cheap, but uh, but you get what you pay for. Those are an amazing transfer case. So, so I'm going to break your rule because I can. $2,700. There you go, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very expensive. And now, I mean, obviously you could spend that much on a, on a long arm kit for a Wrangler uh, quite easily. Yeah, uh, there are kits out there that are in excess of of, of twenty five hundred bucks. They're they're out there, not hard to find. No, uh, not at all. Yeah, for for and but there's a lot more that comes in the box than just a transfer case. Uh, but that that being said, uh, that transfer case was hand built. Uh, and uh, in a, in aluminum, a, uh, yeah. all CNC'd, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous thing. This badass, it's heavy, man. It's over a hundred pounds, like a hundred and ten pounds with uh, fluid in it and uh, it's, and and as i've been told you know you're not worth anything if you don't have fluid in you 
Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's the campfire side chat. I, I want to thank our listeners, of course. Uh, we had a lot more than what I got to around the campfire. If I didn't get you, uh, it's it's likely uh, because, well, you know, you've been here uh, many weeks in the past. I wanted to give some new names uh, a chance. Uh, and, and of course, uh, also because of time constraints as well. Uh, so please uh, don't let the, don't let that defrain you, dissuade you, dissuade you. Yeah. There you go from uh, d- calling in next week as well. And of course, if you want to do that, if you want to join in on the fun, uh, and of course, new names always go to the top of the list. Uh, we'll go ahead and and, uh, and and have you sign up. All you got to do is is uh, sign up for our uh, what our newsletter, Tony, or they could uh, go to Facebook. Um, yeah, either one. number of ways. Yeah. And we send out uh, those links to the Zoom room. Uh, very easy to join in. And like I said, there's, you know, there's no paywall there. There's no, you know, you got to, you got to be a, a VIP person. None of that. Anybody can join in on the Zoom uh, conversation and we'd be happy to have you. Uh, join in the Campfire Side chat. Follow us on Facebook. Receive notifications via our newsletter. Uh, and oh, uh, talking about that newsletter, don't worry. We're not going to spam you. Signing up for it, it's not going to cost you nothing. We don't sell your information. And honestly, uh, it, it's literally only one email a week, if that, even sometimes. So, uh, yeah, it, make sure that you are signed up for the newsletter. Lots of good information in there, even some inside information and uh, and the stuff that you can get information ahead of time. As far as like giveaways and stuff like that, what's going on with the show, all that sort of good stuff. So make sure that you check that out. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to check out our newsletter. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. No, 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 no. You have done a very, very bad thing and have upset the Jeep God Dana. We are all doomed, you stupid, stupid man. Casting since 2010.